Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Melissa is going to blow it open in such a great way, talking about how you can use anxiety or whatever's going on that you may feel is stopping you or blocking you or keeping you from the relationship of your dreams. We're going to dive into how to use that to create the love of your dreams. So stick around. I also want to say thank you for showing up. Thank you for being here, for choosing to become your greatest possible self. I see you. I acknowledge you. Keep growing, keep going. Next up is our iTunes review of the week. This week, it's by, I believe it's by uh, Dominic Brightman, Dominique Brightman. And Dom says, spirit bomb of good, life-changing, and empowering content. Chris has a great podcast that he has curated with some of Earth's most inspiring humans that deliver value. It's, a, it's great when the host has energy and the guests also bring their A-game. Give us a listen or over 9,000 listens. Dom, thank you so much for that review. If you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to BOGPS.com forward slash iTunes and you can leave us a review there. Thank you in advance for doing that. I appreciate it. I love hearing that feedback. I'm going to introduce Melissa in just a sec here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes, put it in your phone. This is going to be transformational and you definitely want to stick around all the way through to the end because one idea has the power to change everything for you. Let's introduce Melissa, then we'll bring her on the screen. As a self-love and relationship coach, it's Melissa's commitment that all women transcend people-pleasing and anxiety in love so they can learn how to choose themselves and prioritize their own pleasure so that they can have the life that they want and the relationship that they deserve. And as a trained coach and spiritual teacher, masterful astrologer, she started reading charts in middle school, by the way. She's a speaker and a singer-songwriter, and over the last 13 years, Melissa has helped countless women break the cycle of heartbreak and self-sacrifice to overcome the fear of being needy or too much and learn to communicate compassionately and effectively and create win-win situations in all of their relating. There's so much more I could say about her, but we want to get her on this screen and rock it out on this interview. So Melissa, are you ready to bring the heat, Superwoman? <laughs> I am. Thank you. I love it. We're live on Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. Thank you for being here. And we're going to dive right into the theme of today, which is manifesting your dream partner. What does that mean for you, Melissa? Mm, well, so, you know, manifesting your dream partner. So I think that it's really about what is a healthy and aligned person for someone. I have to be mm -hmm. honest. You and I talked about this a little bit before we did this interview and that yeah. I tend to, um, I don't always love to speak of or talk about things that are like attracting your soulmate or the one or twin flame and, you know, and this is not to be a cruel judgment to anyone who loves those things. Um, but I really think it's about actually first and foremost cultivating the relationship within the yeah really getting that the primary relationship is here. And then when that foundation is set, when we've fully chosen ourselves, we're able to create 
a thriving relationship outside of us um, and really anything we want in life. So to me, um, manifesting your dream relationship comes through creating the dream relationship with yourself first. Mm, preach it. Preach it, <laughs> Melissa. I love it. I, I'm, I'm all about it, you know, like yeah. the, the external getting which yeah. so many people are driven by. Like, I want to mm-hmm. acquire things. I want to I experience the love of my life and this relationship, yeah. the wealth, the travel, the adventure, all these things. Like, it's great. And who are we being first? And that's yeah. what I love about you and your energy and, like, your just perspective. It's very wise. It's very conscious, in my, pers- my opinion. Um, and I think that's, that's what the world really could use a lot more of right now in attracting our soulmate in attracting our uh, dream relationship or partner or Mm -hmm. just the love for ourselves so it's freaking beautiful and i love it um i want to dive into who you are what you stand for what your clients come to you for today can you dive into that just a little bit more yeah so um let's see so you know i i've said in in my bio that i work with Women, um, I help them transcend people-pleasing and anxiety um, in their relating. Um, And really, you know, I consider myself in many ways a minister who happens to be a self-love and relationship expert. And I say minister very universally in that um, I am really a new thought practitioner. Um, I work with people of all faiths, but I'm very clear in my connection to God and the way in which all things stem from that relationship. Um, And so from there, you know, um, I, I start all of my client relationships, um, actually looking at their birth chart, you know, so since I was eight years old. And so it's a very just intuitive tool for me to understand the way my, the way this person is getting herself stuck and the misconceptions she's carrying, but also the attributes that she's here to develop that are really going to create fulfillment in her life, in her relating so we create that orientation of what is our work together. Um, and then I partner, you know, with women um, sometimes up to a year, year and a half, or, you know, sort of a minimum of six months and then maybe longer. Um, but really, we get her whole life in order. So, you know, my brand currently is called Choose Yourself First. And it's because, so my own journey was that, um you know, I basically came out of the womb being like, where's my other half? Where is my prince? Like, you know, I just drank <laughs> up Disney and fairy tales like you wouldn't believe. And, you know, I wrote unrequited love letters to boys like in the sixth grade. And I I discovered, I didn't have a name for it then, but that I have what you call an anxious attachment style, which means that... Um, that not only do I attach quickly, but there is real fear of abandonment and rejection that arises and this desire to continue to maintain closeness and safety, security in the connection. And so I had years, years of heartbreak and getting my hopes up and getting swept up in the romantic idea of someone to be choosing unaligned partners, but being oriented toward wanting to be chosen. So I was like, like kind of having beer goggles on or, you know, like I couldn't see with clarity, but I'm a prize. And I was orienting it like, pick me, pick me, Mm. choose me, Mm. giving and giving and giving. Like I'm a super loving, generous person, but I wasn't getting that, oh, I have to like safeguard this. I have to 
treat this generous love as if it is a precious ruby or a diamond or an emerald and understand that it's not a gift that I just give freely. It has mm. to be recognized yeah. as being a precious, precious. gem. Yeah. And then I know, okay, this is, this is a worthy space for me to share that generous love. So it took, it was, a, you know, a journey up until uh, I was about 35 um, when I finally like, God, oh my God, oh God, there's nothing wrong with me. Because the women I work with, like me, have the tendency to freak out when they get anxious, which is mm -hmm. why I titled this interview that way, because it's a big misconception. Oh, no, like, I'm, I'm going to mess it up. Like, oh, no, mm -hmm. that anxious feeling's coming again. Oh, no, oh, God, no, 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 no. Like, don't ruin it. You're going to mm -hmm. do something stupid, and he's going to think you're too much, and you're needy. And so I thought that when really I had to learn that like my emotions are sacred guides pointing to what I most need and how to set the conditions for that in my life and my relating. Um, and when I got that, I really understood like, oh my gosh, like there's nothing wrong with me. I just really need to pick the right person for me. And then I got really clear on who that is. And it took me and from the point of creating clarity, which I call, I, call, I now call creating sacred standards for relating, mm -hmm. which are different, by the way, than just uh, creating a list of like, I want this, you know, this person is like oh, yeah. a Democrat and they are spiritual and they're this. It's like, <laughs> how is this man showing up in my life? Like, what are his actions and how do I feel in response to those actions? So I got very clear on that. And I met my husband two and a half months later and we just got married this past October. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't, I'm certainly don't, um, because I'm not interested, frankly, like I just want people to fall in love with who they are and to create an extraordinary life. And I know that when you do that and when you get the power of choice that exists within you, um, that you can create whatever life you want. So that's great. But I definitely am not here to be like, if you do what I did in three months, you'll also have <laughs> meet the love of your life. But I can say I'm not surprised looking mm. back at my story that that's how it happened because that is how it happens. Wow. And I, I think it's when we have the attachment of how that's when it will be a struggle. That's when it'll like yeah. take a really, really long time or even we'll push it away forever until yes. we are willing to say, I'm just going to play and be great with myself and choose myself and to love yeah. myself first. And like when, and if it comes quote unquote, like I'm not attached, like I'm going to be great with myself. Yeah. It's something that's important to me. It's something I want and I'm going to dance and play and sing and doing all these amazing, creative, fun yeah. things for me in the meantime and live a great life. And you know, if it never happened, man, it would suck, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, you know, like, Oh my God, you know, like yeah. crying, it would be like, Hey, I lived a great life. And it just, for whatever reason, didn't, didn't all come together, you know? And I think that that non-attachment is what brings it in. Well, and you just made a point that is so perfect for even just what we're talking about with this talk title today. So, and I'll, I'll say two things about that. One is the week that I met my husband, I was also going full-time with my business. It was yeah. the last week at my day job and that wow. walked my life partner. Right. So wow. I was, hardcore pursuing my life and creating an amazing fulfilling life with lots of friends and you know 
And so one of the things that I've come to see, especially for women who get anxious in love, like if you know, if you're hearing this going, oh my God, yes, I have a first date with a guy or a woman and I think that they're amazing. And then the next day they don't text right away. And at first I'm okay, but then I start to get anxious and I start to think about it and wonder when they're going to text and if I should text it. If that's you, just know that it's really important that first and foremost, you understand that your feelings are sacred guides. What do I mean by that? It means that every time you feel good, which is like comfortable, happy, grateful, compassionate, affection, all these yummy feelings you love to feel excited, that's just giving you information that you have some met needs. You know, those needs could be freedom, it could be closeness, it could be fun or mm. contribution. But we all have this life energy living in us. And so when we tap into that, when we're you know, meeting these needs, we feel the yummy feelings we like to feel. When we have unmet needs, mm. so when my need for clarity is not met, my need for communication is not met or understanding, I am going to feel different flavors of what we might consider pain and anxiety is one of them. So what I want to make clear is for women and men who get anxious when you're dating and you go, oh, no, it's that thing again. I'm going to ruin it. Mm. What I want you to realize, again, there is nothing wrong with you. Just like if you buy a plant from the store and it starts wilt wilting, you don't look at the plant and go, what's wrong with you? Like, no, you check the soil, you check the sunlight, you check the conditions around it. When you get anxious, you need to look at the conditions. Oh, is there actually not clarity here around like, do I know if this person is open and available to do relationship? Yeah. Do I, did we, did we have clarity around like, you know, yeah, like, next time that we do we put another date on the calendar or the other thing is to look at your the rest of your life I, what I say for people particularly those who get anxious but for anyone really if you are in a desert of unmet needs in your life meaning your need for purpose isn't met creativity mm. your connection needs are not well met you know, you're not having lots of friends in your life where you're having being fed by all kinds of juicy connection. You don't have a lot of support. You're not feeling seen. You're not having a lot of fun and adventure. And you come to relationship, the chances that you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm in the desert and you're a cactus and I can never leave you because you're the only source of water that I can know I'm going to have. Like, the chances of doing that are really high, right? Because you're in a desert of unmet needs. So we want to get this person to be in an oasis in every area of their life where this isn't just about how you're going about your dating. Like, yes, we can talk about all those things, but it's like, it's like, wow, what would it look like to create a life where like your, your needs are just so deliciously met? Mm or by resourced by so many different people and activities and strategies such that when you come to relationship, you're like, you know, yeah, it's not that with an anxious attachment style, you don't get a little, uh, like I did when I met my partner, but the, there was a little bit of a buffer for me mm. to be like, ah, but I'm okay and right. good. I've got all this other great stuff in my life and it mm. didn't consume me. Yeah. And I also knew because I listen now to my, what I call the emotional navigation system, mm -hmm. I 
I knew as soon as the anxiety came, oh, it's time for me to get clear. Like I realized I don't really know where he stands. By date two, I was just like, hey, I shared that I have an anxious attachment style. And I shared with him what that means, that I'm a very healthy, conscious person, but that I can't do this whole like, you know, if you don't think that you're up for like building a relationship, because I was like, I'm ready for that. If you are going to like hit this point where you're like, oh, I can't really do a relationship. And I was mm. like, I can't be a part of it because I, I really need to know what your intention is here. I'm yeah. not asking for a commitment yet. I'm just getting to know you, but I need you. I need to know that we're on the same page that that, that we'll be able to communicate that we'll, we'll be able to like, you know, exchange. Hey, I feel safe enough to yes. know who I am and what I value and what's important to me that I'm willing to share this and engage in this dialogue. If you're not. That's totally cool. Like massive love for you. I'm not the person for you. That's okay. You know, but yes. when you, if you are like, let's go, let's dive in. Yes. And that was it. And you're nailing it. Cause it was really like, this is a green light, red light moment. Mm. And it was like, but in what the beauty yeah. is, though, and what I want people to get is this occurred in response to my anxiety. And it was because I listened to it and I didn't make myself wrong which I yep. see happening so much. Oh, I just have to find a way to not feel this or I'm going to ruin it. Mm. No, get present to what it's telling you. Like, oh, wow, I guess I don't have clarity here. And now mm. the light, like the life energy moving towards in me is telling me now's the time that I'm meeting that. Yeah. So I'm going to also, I need some communication and some understanding. And, mm. you know, and I, and of course there was another part of me that's like, whoa, this is super scary and unsettling. But I met that part of me with love and compassion it was like, it was really what it means to choose oneself first is like, I said to me, girl, I got your back. Like, I am not abandoning you for mm. a single second. And I feel that you're anxious, that you need this clarity. I know what you want in relationship. And now is a, this is the next step to put to make yourself open and vulnerable and share that. Mm. And then to sit back and see how does this man show up? Is he willing? I love like, the fact that you were like, is he willing to have that conversation? I will tell you that for all of it, particularly well, women and men listening to this, really, I think that willingness is the most essential ingredient in any successful relationship. Is this person willing to lean in even when they're uncomfortable? Yeah. Like, because my, my husband will say, like, he had a moment when I shared so uh, honestly about having anxious attachment. And there was a moment where he's like, whoa, is this woman going to, like, be too much? It's mm -hmm. that conditioning, that culture. But then he, he had enough self-awareness and was aligned with his values enough to be like, oh, my gosh. she is Isn't this awesome? So isn't, honest. isn't this awesome that <laughs> so she authentic. is so yeah. aware? <laughs> and he's like, love is always a risk. And yeah. he's like, but this is the kind of person I'm willing to take it with. And yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, and that's where, you know, and so, and what I ended up creating, the other piece that I want to make clear with this is yeah. that because see, he was going to show up how he was going to show up. He already knew. I found out later that like the first night we met and he went to my website and listened to my music and read my blog. He was like, this is the energy I've been looking for my whole life. I'm going to marry this woman. She doesn't know it yet. <laughs> like, he was like, whoa. Wow. But so he showed up from that place. Like I, one you know parameter I set for myself, having anxious attachment, I do not pursue. I do not, mm. even in my marriage, like, I mean, now it's like, if I'm thinking about him, I'll send him a sweet text, but there's right. still a way that he's much more than one that's 
you know, generating and providing that in our relationship. So from out the gate, he had my card. I didn't have his, like we connected on Facebook, but I was like, I may never talk to that guy. And then boom, he was there. Like he wanted to take me out and he never stopped like doing that. So he was going to be loving, but if I didn't have the clarity, that's where my anxiety would have taken over and could have sabotaged something because I would have been like the difference between, you know, him sending a text that's really loving. And if I didn't have that clarity, I'd be doing the thing. I, I guarantee every woman who relates this watching is like going to nod her head, going to your friend. I don't know. Like he said this. Do you think mm-hmm. that means that he wants a relationship? Do you think like analyzing every single word? And yeah. I don't know, maybe I should just send him one sentence back. Like mm-hmm. all of the games that we start to play in the, that attachment style. But because I got the clarity, I was able to receive him fully without any anxiety because Mm. I shared it. I shared what I need. He said, yes, he leaned in. Mm. And I knew from that point forward when I got texts, I got to just be like, oh, yay, a text from Jamie. It's like like being present, being being present and playful and in that juicy, you know, like, I wonder, curiosity, like, let's, let's play, let's dance, let's have some fun. And, you know, I also I love what you said about willingness. And, you know, I, I, I've been thinking that communication is one of the the keys to a successful relationship. And I truly believe that. And I think even deeper than that is the willingness, like you said, like the willingness to discover what, what about our communication? What about our preferences? What about our, who we are as human beings? Like, am I willing to go into this, into this relationship? Am I willing, whatever, whatever comes after, am I willing to dot, 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 like that's, that's going to come up and manifest how it manifests. But answering that question with a yes, like that, this is what I'm ready for right now. And I'm ready to go all in like let's go i'm willing and i think a lot of a lot of couples might struggle with that or people searching for that that level of love or not not finding the other Mm -hmm. person who's ready to be that willing yes without a doubt and what's so hard and this is where i have so much compassion is the women that i serve they will personalize that and think it's something wrong with them. Mm. And that's where there's a yeah. lot that has to be healed and unraveled there because it's a whole, it's a whole cultural orientation. It's a global yeah. orientation that you know, we have an entire billion dollar industry that makes its money by making women feel like there's something wrong with them so that they buy those products. So it's really ingrained and it's like, it takes a lot of inner work to reach a point and that you know, we're talking mindfulness work, seeing the thoughts, questioning the thoughts, practicing like self-empathy, learning how to tune into feelings and what they're telling you about needs, developing a really you know loving, clear connection with whatever you consider the divine. Like that, that is so necessary because what otherwise will happen is it will look like rejection. And when I really did the healing work and I really got that there's nothing wrong with me, I actually, you know, my husband was mentioning this. Um, he was watching Wayne Dyer and I like, I might watch this up, but he said um, that, um, oh shoot, I'm trying to remember it. I'm going to paraphrase it. Basically when you change your thought about the past, the past changes, or when you change your thought about your circumstances, your circumstances changes or or something like that. So when I got that all these years that I thought I was being rejected and not chosen, Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Every single man was choosing me because he was knowing he wasn't right and he was setting me free to pursue my happiness and actually have what I need and want. Mm-hmm. And I actually realized that they thought I was so amazing. And it's more like I came into their life and there was like, who is this woman? And something inside, as they were discerning for themselves, they weren't fully listening to themselves either. Like, she might not be quite my partner, but oh my God, she's amazing. I just have to explore this for a minute. And then when they finally concluded, okay, no, I can't, this isn't right. It, they, they chose me by, by like, you know, like letting, letting me go so that I was free and they were free because they, so a, common misconception is this feel good I'm having is being sourced by this person I'm with. Mm. Mm. Right? So yeah. when I feel this joy, I see this, especially with anxious attachment, but it's like, no, but like, I know that it's not all perfect, but I've never felt this way before with anybody else. And how do I know I can feel this again? Mm. And what I, what I really like, there's a point where we have to like break it down almost clinically where I'm like, look, this is going to sound really almost cold. And to be clear, like when I, you know, in choosing my husband, I certainly wasn't strategic in this way, but I can break it down in this way, which is, you know, I am with him because his actions, his values, his ways of being contribute very highly to many of my needs. Yeah. I can take a needs assessment and just go, yep, like most of these are like an, on a 10 point scale at an eight to 10 in the way he, he contributes in our relationship to that. But if my husband, anything were to happen to him or our relationship, I am a thousand percent clear that I will be able to meet those needs at an eight to nine, 10, again, many times over in so many different ways. Yep. That doesn't mean that I think I'll need another you know, partner who'll end up marrying or whatever. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I could, mm-hmm. but I know that my ability to experience the levels of joy and awesomeness that I experience in my life now, because he's not the source of that. Mm-hmm. Right? Your so emotions, emotions are the sacred guides, right? Like yes. going back to that, like you... Yes. You are responsible for what emotions you feel, cultivate, and continue to expand and like generate, right? Like yeah. emotive the beings thoughts are... that I'm having about those feelings. It's yeah. all pointing back to me, but it's yeah. just giving me information about my life. And I've really come to learn like there's this beautiful thing happening where that's the way the divine speaks to us. You know, you could also equate need and desire. Those are similar things. You know, it's like when you tap into what you're really desiring, that's the divine connecting you to the fulfillment of that. So yeah, but I'm so clear and I want every single person hearing this to get that, that like, so when you're in a situation where like there's tons of instability and you're like, your feet it's like literally you're basically getting hits of a drug you know Mm -hmm. when that person contacts you and then everything's Mm -hmm. so great and your nervous system relaxes because that's how anxious attachment style is and then that person's gone again because to be clear like anxious attachment style and avoidant attachment style that often happens when we're not aware and we're not taking care and we're thinking there's something wrong with us we'll end up just like a magnet just attracting Mm -hmm. each other 
And it's just a really toxic pairing. And well, so it's also what you said about the desert of unmet needs, right? Right, exactly. So what I'll see is an anxiously attached person will be like, yeah, I mean, he, do- he doesn't always call when he says he will, but when we're together, it's so great. And I have to say, like, you do understand that that feeling you're having isn't because of him. It's just because in those moments, you're having a met need of presence and mm. affection. And, and maybe you do, maybe there's this particular flavor about the way you have shared reality with this person that you really love Mm. but it's like it's not like you can actually have the you can like have the whole pie Mm. you don't have to just settle for a sliver so yeah and it's just and then you know with that there's some work that has to be done to actually be with the pain because in that addictive behavior, there's a certain point where like, you actually be like, I'm going to say no to the wounded child that like wants to play with knives. I'm going to learn how to parent her. And I'm going to say no. And she's probably going to tantrum. But it's my job in loving her to hold my ground and say, honey, I know this super sucks, but you're not going to feel this way forever. And tomorrow, I promise, is going to be so, so much better that you did not text that guy, (laughs) you know? So, and it takes some, yeah, there's some work that has to happen of developing both um, lowering the threshold for pain because like like really sensitizing oneself to how much pain they've actually been masking with these behaviors and then being willing to be with that for a while. But that also expands the sensitivity to joy and pleasure as well. I'm yeah. curious, Melissa, I think there might be some people who are, are closed off to um, the possibility of having like <sighs> real love and because maybe they've been hurt, things yes. like that. Like how would you um, go about supporting them Mm -hmm. yeah so beautiful so you know the first thing we have to do is we really have to look at those those beliefs and those thoughts and you know there's a couple things there's um that i'm that sort of comes to me and one is we're dealing with what many people might not realize is a spiritual issue in that case Mm. because when people become closed off it's because they have some misconceptions around what the divine is and what their relationship is to it and how it's responding to them Mm. and they they see it as you know it's sort of an orientate well it's not sort of it's an orientation toward life which we all have in our unconscious state toward being a victim of what's happening so it's like and it's when we're in victim consciousness we feel hopeless disempowered we don't see the ability we have to create or choose differently so what i'd immediately hear is this is someone who doesn't yet know because and this isn't a matter of um just understanding it's actually a matter of learning there's some learning that needs to occur um, around the way the, the there are spiritual laws in the universe that you can actually look at just religion after religion and you can tease out these laws mm-hmm. um, that are always in operation. And, and so, you know, without knowledge of that, it's so easy to go into a state of, yeah, but I keep trying and it keeps not working. And so I don't, you know, I, that was me, by the way, for a while there before I really got this. It was like, my story was, I believe that, you know, beautiful love exists, just maybe not for me. You know, mm-hmm. I had all kinds of versions. Mm-hmm. Of, maybe I meant to just be 
on this path of spiritual awakening. And that means that I don't get to have like a traditional, you know, relationship, like monogamous partnership. And I just story after story, I just was and as long as I was weaving those stories, because like, that's the thing. There is endless good that's always available. In The Science of Mind by Ernest Holmes, Mm -hmm. he says a very powerful statement. He talks about how how that spirit can give no gift that we cannot receive. And what he means by that, though, in it is he's talking about how all the good of the universe is always available, but it can only come through to us at the level of our own thinking of it. So if I believe in a God who punishes, guess what I'm going to experience? If I believe that love exists for some and not for others, guess what I'm going to experience? If I believe that I have to become something different in order to get love, I'm going to meet partners who are constantly making me wrong for who and how I am. Like that's how it works. So we would have to really do some looking at what are these beliefs going on? Mm. And what's your understanding of this good that's available to you and what comes up? Because what often comes up is like, I don't know if I believe that. And that's just fear. Mm. That's all that is. I had, I had a client who she's like, yeah, that sounds good, but how do I know it's true? And I said to her, how does it feel to you to just, I want you to hold in your being that everything that's always happening is always happening for me. It's always supporting me and I have the power to create good out of anything that comes my way. Like, I really want you to lean into feeling that. And then I want you to, to feel what it feels like to say that might not be true. And so I should probably protect myself. Like, I'm like, just how does it, how do those feel? You know, and she's like, the first one feels amazing. And I'm like, that's all, that's it. That's all you need to know. It's that simple. It's that simple. So, but you know, that takes practice and unraveling to really, for our nervous system or to relax into that, right? Because we're that victim layer of self we took on at a really young age in response to a lack of understanding of what was going on around us. So a huge part of my work and really what is at the essence of what I do is helping my clients shift from victim consciousness to creator consciousness which is there are no victims here there are no villains there are also no heroes which means i have to let go of my role the people pleasers out there love to feel needed and important and like people need them but you got to let that know because we're all out here Everything we do is just an attempt to meet needs. Mm -hmm. Every single person, there is an abundant level of solutions for everyone to have met needs. And so my no is actually a yes to your needs, to you Mm -hmm. finding the perfect solution to meet your needs, just as your no is that for me. And I never need to hold that I'm responsible for anyone's needs. Mm -hmm. I can certainly like, oh, it's not to say that we don't contribute in beautiful ways in relationship to each other, but I'm not responsible for it. Mm -hmm. And, And so when I start to get that and I realize there's no victims here, I mean, and there's nothing outside persecuting. Like it's all just reflecting what I've been thinking about, what I've been choosing. And it doesn't serve, to be clear, people, they will take this and they'll go, yeah, but I don't, they'll start to use it as a blame mechanism for like, oh, you shouldn't have done or thought all those things. That doesn't matter. What matters is I always have the power to choose. 
it's like I open up the fridge and there's ketchup and pickles and bread and whatever. I want to make a meal. I, you know what? When I step in the knowing that I can create a masterful dinner with this, oh yeah, I blow my mind. So it's that orientation of like whatever's being brought to me, like this is perfect. It's exactly what I'm needing right now. It's exactly like it's happening for me. So that shift, that's what ends up happening with the women who work with me is by the end. So do they end up meeting people and and creating amazing relationships? Sure. But that's almost like, it's like the cherry on top. It's like they end up being like they ask for raises at their jobs or they raise their rates in their business. They cultivate healthy relationships with their family members. They like find a, a home that they absolutely love. They, they take risks that they never had thought because they're now trusting in this power that they're co-creating this life with this power that's moving through them at all times. So yeah, it's um so that's my that's my answer. You know, someone is at a point where they're like, I don't think that this can happen for me. First mm-hmm. of all, it's like my heart goes out to you because I know how painful that is and that like there there's it is, first of all, first of all. But I also know that you can't create what you don't know is possible. Mm-hmm. So I would also encourage that person to start leaning into paying attention to other people's love stories, the ones that really move them and like really like lean into them. My husband and I, we see that as part of our sort of joint purpose together is to be an example of healthy love. We both didn't have that. We both, you know, needed it ourselves. And, um, you know, I feel very much that it was crucial for me along my path that I met other women who'd come before who were willing to be like, oh, no, 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 honey. Like, this is where you should be setting the bar. And I was like, oh. Mm. And so now that's what I do. I love it. And I I think that's what you said, Melissa, is so powerful because it's really surrounding ourselves with people who disrupt the pattern and the paradigm that says this is the way it is. The story that is so embedded and entrenched to keep that inner child safe, right? And it's like... We, we wound up how we wound up. The question is, what do we do about it now? And I love what you said as well about, you know, w- leaning into these two different feelings of I have a universe who provides for me and supports me and wants me to go experience this love. And I have a universe that, you know, says, you're right, you're, you'll never find it again. You're screwed. <laughs> you might as well just give up on it. Like what, which one feels better? Yeah. Like, okay, if you feel yeah. like this one pulls you, like, let's step into that more. Is that, is that something that you want to, to, is that something you're willing, going back to the willingness, is that something that you're willing to explore? And I, I think, you know, people get to decide if they're willing or not. But I think, I think what you're sharing is so freaking powerful. Thank it's awesome. you. Well, and I'll say too, that for those that are skeptical going, yeah, but what if what feels good to us isn't right? Yeah. So then I'll, I really, what I point to is, Everything that kind of you bring it back to needs, and when we have filled the filled needs, we feel good. So even if we think, you know, I need this amazing love relationship. So for those watching, we're like, yes, tell me the things of how I can meet this amazing love. That's beautiful, by the way. You do have to have the desire, the clear desire that you want this in order to to fully call it in. But what I will also say is, what do you think you're going to get when Mm. you've met that person? 
Do you think you're going to land on some island of always feeling at peace and joy? Because we, it's really the feeling that we are wanting. And similarly, when we're afraid, we're not afraid of the thing itself. We're not afraid of the breakup. We're afraid of how we think we're going to feel. We're not afraid of the person rejecting us. We're afraid of how we think we're going to feel in the face of what looks like rejection. I use these because I don't really believe in it. But (laughs) right, because I'm rejecting me. Someone else can't reject me. Also, what you said earlier about um, someone rejecting you is just them choosing to say, I want to set you free, like, yeah. I, I know what I want, what I value. And, and they're choosing their own life energy, and that's yes. beautiful, and I want yes. that for them. And so yes. I choose me, you choose you, this is great, yes. we're choosing each other in this, yeah. Yes. Um, so, but what I would I just bring it back to someone who's afraid of, but what if the good feelings are bad? It's like, I want you to notice that that's also, that's a self-protective mechanism coming in. So when I hear that person, I'm like, wow, like, there probably was a lot of trauma. They probably dealt with a lot of disappointment and it doesn't feel safe to hope or, you know, because they're really afraid of feeling that pain. But that's where I want to just point out is that the thing you're trying to protect yourself from is how you think you're going to feel. But if you realize that your feelings are only ever just pointing to needs you have that you always have the power to meet, then you'll realize that even disappointment can be responded to with love and you can end up creating a beautiful garden from that painful experience. So that's where I just say like, all we're ever trying to get to is good feeling. So Mm -hmm. you can either do that now by knowing that the universe has your back or you can be in mistrust and in a a defensive pain Mm in response to trying not to feel pain, which I call that suffering. That's not even pain. If I am like withholding myself from joy, I'm creating suffering in my life. Mm -hmm. You can do that. As you said, you can choose that, but just know it can, it is so simple as just realizing, Oh, this feels way better. Ah, Okay. That's what I'm choosing to put my attention on. Mm. Yeah. Melissa, like I, I just really get from your presence and your space that you're creating in here is just this non-judgment, total okay. compassion, total like I know what it's like to be in that place of pain and suffering and like it breaks my heart and I just want you to know like you're not alone. So for for anyone who's tuning in, like I just want to, I know we'll talk about it at the end, but I just want to remind you like have a conversation with Melissa. This is like so powerful. If you're feeling wounded, if you're feeling like I can't trust anyone, there's no hope, like give yourself the blessing, give yourself the gift mm-hmm. of, of just connecting with someone who might be able to relate with you at that mm-hmm. level. And uh, I just, I really, I'm super, super grateful that you're sharing all this. Cause I know that there's people out there who are struggling with this specific issue. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's so true. Thank you. For sharing so this is, this is powerful. And I want to keep going into like attracting, right? What, what had mm-hmm. you attract this this partner of your dreams we talked a little bit about the um, sacred emotions as the guide um can we dive in a little bit more as far as like what you feel is important that's there to attract this person into our life clarity 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 and what i mean by that so if we just kind of pick up off of the spiritual stuff i was just talking about um so i want you to imagine that you're going that that like we're just going to kind of create the scenario of going into a restaurant and placing an order. Okay. Obviously it's not quite the same, but I think it's, it, it can be a useful analogy. 
So what I often see with the women that I work with, because they are these super sweet, flexible, go with the flow, they've also learned all of these things from a lot of other relationship coaches out there that are telling women to lean back and like to try and be as like, like have as little expectation as possible. And they're like playing all these roles. So one of them is that they, they don't get clear and what really serves them and supports them and what they want and like the values that really matter to them. And so I want you to imagine that then like, imagine you go into a restaurant where you're ordering up a relationship, right? But let's just say like, if you were to literally go to a restaurant and the waiter comes to you and it's like, okay, are you ready to order? And you're like, yeah, I guess so. And they're like, okay. Um, you know, would you, you know, would, you know, would, what would you like? And you're like, um, and like, so, I, there's different scenarios, right? I see inside so much of the time that the women, they want a, they want a veggie burger, but they don't trust that they can have it. They're afraid that, you know, that it's wrong. So they're like, um, I'll have the salmon. And then the salmon comes and they're like thinking, oh, yeah, this is great, but a veggie burger would have been even better, right? Or they turn, you know, you look to the waiter and you're like, you know, I don't know, like, what do you think that I should get? What's the best thing on the menu? Now, to be clear, in real life, if you go to a restaurant and do this, like, more, that's great. You can be curious. And, but let's <laughs> look at it from this, the realm of ordering a relationship. Right. Confusing this is. And it's literally like this where you're like planting a seed in your conscious mind, right? All of the power that exists in the universe mm. is moving through you. And the power we have as individual humans is our power and ability to focus our thought and attention. And so if we are not clear on that and we're like, I don't know, and we're wishy-washy and we're doubting ourselves and questioning and all of this, we are going to get like, we're going to get like a weird, like the meal we get. I don't know. I'm just picturing like something with like horns hanging out of it. I don't know. Like it just feels really like, what is it going to be? You know? So it's like, we have to have clarity around that. But it's also for me, the clarity was less about that outward focus. Like I said, it's not about just creating the list about who this man is. Mm. I literally wrote in my journal and I did it in like present tense because that's very powerful, like of how this person's showing up. So I literally just started anywhere and I was like, I need a lot of consistent, regular communication. And I was like, and then I just said, this man is, you know, showing up in my life in this week. You know, he regularly calls to check in. He comes to my performances. He He's genuinely interested in who I am and how I am. Like I listed, I created in my mind and got clear and felt in my being. It was like I was creating a new energy signature of like the way it feels mm. to have this man in my life. So I just wrote all about that, like who he is and how he's showing up. It's like I painted a picture of like a day-to-day -day of like being in relationship with this man. And it really wasn't long. It was like a couple pages. And then I teased out, okay, so from that, what are my core yeses? What are like the clear parameters that have to be met? in order for me to go say yes to this person? And what are the clear no's? 
And for those particularly who get anxious in relationships, because you're going to attach very quickly. And once you attach, and especially in those initial stages, you're going to be like, oh my God, I think we're meant to be. And you're going to start overlooking all these things. So it's very important that you have this clarity. So it's like a twofold thing. One is about the order you're placing. Mm -hmm. Two is for self-care and personal accountability. So, you know, my, my yeses were, you know, exclusivity, mm -hmm. uh, you know, regular, consistent communication, mm -hmm. integrity, that this man's word and actions always align. Uh, that he that he is regularly and consistently affectionate. That he makes uh, appreciation of me, uh, you know, and and a verbal expression of that his go to. Like he speaks to me with kindness as his go to. You know, like these are actually pretty simple, straightforward things that anyone should have on their list. But mm -hmm. for me, I had had just so many. Like I look back and I'm like, girl, like what were you doing? Uh... <laughs> Like you thought that was a relationship. Okay. But, and then my, <laughs> you know, it was like, if I find myself feeling anxious and wondering where I stand with this person and like, we've, I've even attempt, you know, it's like, and we've had that conversation and there, you know, if there's that lack of willingness, you know, cause I, Oh, another yes was like, he leans in when emotions get heated, like he's willing to have those conversations, you know? So it's like, if someone is emotionally available in any way, you know, or, or withholds affection without any, you know, without asking for space or communicating, you know, um, if this person isn't clear that they want to enter into only a relationship with me or that they're interested in building one at this time, like these are things that I created as clear. So in so doing this, I got myself so rooted in who this person is, how it feels to be in relationship with him. Mm. And yeah, it was, I, I remember it because I have it in my journal and I'll pull it out to share with clients to help them create this clarity. It was August 20th of 2016 when I made that journal entry. And I was nervous. You can see in it, I say, okay, this feels a little scary because that part of me was like, what if this is asking too much? I was like, nope, I'm just going to do it. Um, so August 20th of 2016, I wrote that. And my partner walked into my life on November, uh, November 8th of 2016. So wow. like two and a half months later, uh, the night that Trump got elected of yes. all evenings. <laughs> yeah. Something really good happened that night. I just, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it did not take long at all. Um, but so the other piece then is that I did make sure that I was even freaking in love with my life at that time. Yeah. I, yeah. I was hungry for a partner. Don't get me wrong. There'd be days where it was like anyone. I mean, I think of, you know, the story of Jesus being mm. nailed to the cross. He told everyone it was going to happen, but he still was like, Father, why have you forsaken me? So we mm. all go through times where even mm. if you know spiritual principles, you're like, okay, uh, I'm feeling lonely today. Like, is this really going to happen? And, you know, but I just continue to realign myself with what I knew to be true. And then I met my needs and I thought, felt joy in my life mm. and you know I am just building up my business to the point of like it's time to, to really like make this thing a full go um, after my move to New York and yeah I just it was really that so it's like this mixture of like you know li literally live your freaking greatest life no it's not about perfection it's not because mm. once there's a certain point where 
I think about when I was studying psychology back in college, they talked about how there's a such thing as a good enough parent, which is like a parent who does enough of a minimum that their kid's going to like grow up and not be a psychopath and be a functioning <laughs> citizen in society. There's a such thing as a level of good enough self-love where if you've gotten the core root, which mm. is there's nothing wrong with me, you're going to be on a journey of healing and unraveling beyond that because there are going to be layers of self that will come up that we're still part of the old paradigm of believing there is something wrong with you. And believe me, when you come into relationship, those will get present. But if you're in a healthy one, they will also heal. So it's not that we have to fully love ourselves in order, but there is a point that you do need to get. Yeah. And if you are catching yourself, censoring yourself, you know, you know, yeah, hiding things, questioning if you said the right thing or the wrong thing, mm. holding back emotions, judging yourself for your feelings. You've not chosen yourself yet. You have, you're not at the point where you're really getting that there's nothing wrong with you and that you are a freaking goddess or God and you deserve to be met with reverence. Like until you get to that point where you're not willing to abandon yourself for something outside of you, then you're probably going to have some more heartbreaks along the way. It's just the way it is. And life will, again, it's giving us exactly what we need to see what we've been creating at the level of our thinking. As long as I'm rejecting me, I'm going to choose partners who are rejecting me. That's just mm -hmm. how it's going to go. And I had to get that. Like, there's no fairy tale of, but like, someone will just love me enough and see beyond this. And then, like, it's that rescue thing, like, wanting to be rescued. And it's, there's a tough love thing in that. That's like, mm -hmm. nope, I'm sorry. Like, it's actually way more straightforward. Like, you know, I look at the guys I was dating and how they were, I was trying to like, love people into loving me or love people into choosing me so I would choose someone who was like the single dad who had like no time and he was still working things out with his baby mama and like and I'm like if I just show him how good it feels when he's with me eventually he'll realize and claim me in his life it's like no I gotta get how good it feels with me yeah. And make that sacred so that I don't just give my presence away unconditionally. One of my favorite um, people who's active on Facebook, y'all should follow her, her name is Shanti Zimmerman. She said something brilliant once when we were talking, which is, my love is unconditional and my presence is not. Oof. And Right? Oof. And so what that really means is I can want the well-being and happiness for every single being on this planet. And I can say that, like, my whole heart just opens. I mean, I, it's absolute truth to me. That does not mean that everyone gets to have my presence. If that mm. were the case, like, there would be nothing left for the people who are truly aligned where we really have gifts for each other. So that's like a really, that was a clear boundary for me. And, mm. and really getting connected to anger. I will say too, because like, so that's actually another piece of the whole anxiety thing is like getting that anger is also a part, like if you're constantly anxious, chances are that you've also been bypassing your own boundaries, which your anger communicates to you. Anger is so awesome. It's like that emotion where we say, no, I matter. What I need matters. And so, you know, part of the work that I absolutely do with my clients is we, we reclaim and reintegrate anger healthily in their life because a lot of clients are super afraid of it because they, they had really traumatic experiences with it and they don't want to be the bad guy, you know? 
So yeah, so that's all, all part of it. Yeah. Mm. This is so good. I love it. You could just keep going. I can. I know, and I see the time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful, though. I love it. I think the the divine purpose. You're like so standing in your divine purpose, Melissa, and it's just mm-hmm. it comes through. It comes. It's like you embody it. You live it. It is. It is beautiful, and I, I love the the what you said. My love is infinite, right? The capacity of love and everyone experiencing my love that is all infinite. And the presence, it's like the conscious focus, right? Like, uh, at least right now, while we're having this human experience, as far as I'm concerned, like, it's really, it's tough to focus on one thing, right? (laughs) Let alone, like, everything It's like, one thing, stay focused. So it's like that attention, that conscious consciousness, um, to really practice that. And I think it starts with ourselves, you know, direct that focus inward, direct that focus. Where are my emotions at? What am I feeling? You know, a scale of one to 10, where am I at? Like, how can I get up a couple points? Like, where, where can I take this? What do I want to cultivate? What do I want to design? So yeah, I just, I've loved this conversation. I know people can keep going, keep diving in with you. Um, Tell them how they can do that, how they can take next steps with you, Melissa. Yeah, absolutely. So there's two, two gifts that I want to offer today. Um, One is more high touch and that I'm, I'm actually offering offering people to be able to get on and have a complimentary conversation with me. I call it a choose you call. And that is, um, so yeah. So what that is, is literally we will focus, um, about uh, 45 minutes to an hour of time getting really present to what, what it is you're really longing for. You know, we can talk about what you're longing to experience in relationship, what hasn't been working well. So definitely hold that compassionate space for just all the pain there, the discouragement. But I also have amazing spidey senses to listen for what's going on underneath that. So I'll be listening for where those beliefs are that need some tweaking and where what's really needed to bring you from where you are to where you want to be, both in your love and acceptance for yourself and also so that you're primed and ready to really co-create a healthy relationship. So this could be for someone who's single. It also could be for someone who's partnered and realizing, I think I really give my power away and I make everyone else a priority and I I need to find myself. So that's there. And then the second gift. So we didn't really, it was mentioned in my bio, but I'm actually an amazing singer songwriter. (laughs) I brag with passion and zest. Um, And I have um, one of the gifts I have is a studio recording of one of my original songs that really, it highlights the journey of my path. Um, and uh, of of choosing myself it's called i'm free so the um and so you can download that and get that and um, receive that gift and you can then stay abreast to things that are happening in my world and so in terms of those links let me make sure i give them to you they're both bitly links so the um the call uh-huh. if you just type in bit like b-i-t dot l-e slash choose you call so bit dot lee slash choose you or forward slash choose you call and then I'm the I'm free uh, song download is bit.ly forward slash I'm free song without the obviously without the um, little uh, apostrophe thing. <laughs> so I'm free song is the the forward slash for that one. So yeah, bit. It's, so it's bit.ly forward slash I'm free song and bit.ly forward slash choose you call. We'll put correct. those in the show notes. They're on the Facebook um, comments as well. And uh, Melissa, you're just you're, you're an amazing force in this world of, of um, you know, force, power, a light, 
Yeah. All, all of it. It is, it's on, it's an honor for me to witness you. And, um, I'm, I'm going to introduce you to someone who I think would be a, a great person for you to connect with and support. Cause I know a couple of the questions that I asked were, were related around this person's experience of, mm. of choosing themselves, choosing to love themselves. Um, so I, I'm, Thank I'm excited you. to make that connection and see what comes of it and just you're You're an amazing human Chris I'm so glad you came to my life I feel like like you you just bring the presence with your questions and your engagement like a like a long lost BFF so you know I'm excited to stay in touch and to continue to support you in this effort Um, and so of course we'll talk about that but just know I'm here and um, I'm excited to keep spreading the word about what you're doing as well I appreciate you. Have an amazing rest of your day. Keep shining. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow, and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.